Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real podcast. I'm Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. And Hello. Man, if you guys haven't, if you guys haven't already, please subscribe. Leave us a leave us a review. I mean, we'd prefer it be five star, and we prefer it be glowing and everything like that. <laughs> um, if you're gonna do it, so do that. We've got a we've got a topic that actually Heather. I mean, somebody requested this, right? So for yeah. all of you out there who are like, yeah, I'd send something, but they probably aren't gonna listen to me anyway. Actually, we do. We went through six of them this morning, and we decided to to do this one, and we're probably gonna do all six of them. Um, we just chose this one for today, and it, I think it's a great one. I didn't actually think about this. I probably would have never thought of this as a topic, but Heather, it's a good one. You want to introduce? I think it was one of your clients, right? It is. Requested this, yeah. Yeah, client owns several properties, owns vacation rentals too. Um, He wanted us to talk about how to decrease your vacancies in your properties, how to work with your property manager as well to help decrease your vacancies. So this is something I think we never think of it, Ron, because this is stuff we kind of go through all the time and don't realize that we have this additional like tips and tricks is really what it comes down to. When we wrote this list together, I'm like, man, these are can be really powerful. And for us, it's kind of second nature because we've been doing it for so long. Yeah. And I, and I think there's, again, going back to what we said earlier, I think there's a lot of stuff like that too, that yeah. you know, if you're sitting out there and you're going, man, I really wish that they didn't skip over this piece that seems, you know, like I don't understand it. It may, to us, it may seem some uh, simple and we skipped over it without thinking, but we could, we could do an episode on it if you guys want to. So just make sure you're emailing stuff in um, to us or making comments on, on the, uh, on the shows or, you know, however you want to get a hold of us yeah, uh, you on YouTube, Facebook. Yep. Yeah. So just make sure you do that because we, we do um, look at them and we, and we, this is, this show's for you guys. It's, it's not for me. It's not for Heather. It's not for anybody else we have on here. It's for you guys. So if yeah. you need, if you want to learn something, you need to know, learn something, then just let us know. Um, so let's dive in. <clears throat> uh, Heather. So, Ron, so tell us how you can prevent your tenant from moving out first. Let's start there. So the ways the easiest way to prevent uh, anything with tenants is just not have them. <laughs> not not have tenants. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was deep. I couldn't help it. Uh, that was. <laughs> it's a great starting point. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things, and this kind of depends on what your property management company is is uh, is doing or what they're willing to do. But if you know your lease is coming due in mm-hmm. two or three months. It's, it's worth it to call your management company and have them reach out to the tenant for two reasons. Number one, if they are going to move out for whatever reason, it's better to know three months out than it is to know when they move out. For sure. Because you can plan for it because, you know, there's a couple of things you can do. So if, if they're going to move out and there's nothing you can do about it, let's just hit that one real quick. If they are, then it would be good to go in there and assess the situation a few weeks before you have to line up your crews so that you know what crews you have to line up for the turn, yeah. right? If you're going to clean the carpet and just do a general cleaning, that's one thing. But if you have to paint the entire place and replace the carpet, it's best to get that stuff done because you can have that stuff done in a week instead of yeah. two or three weeks if you're proactive about it. And yeah. 
you have everybody scheduled to go in, you know, so. Yeah, just know. Plus, you can already start marketing it. And there's no reason why you can't market it. You may be able to lease the thing up and have people waiting on you to get it done rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, let's wait three weeks to get all the work done and then we'll put it on the market. And then after we put it on the market, then we'll wait another two or three weeks. Now you're a month, month and a half in where you could have had this thing done, turned, rented, and everything all proactively. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. Because the, the property management company has pictures from before when they listed it. They can use the pictures from before because if you're going to make it look just like that, there's no reason why they can't do that, right? I've even had them um, sometimes ask if we had somebody who's really qualified for the property, if they could come see it. I think that's a bad idea because a lot of times the property's not in very good shape. But a lot of times they can rent it right off the pictures from the last time. And yeah. um, so... Get with your tenants early because the other thing you can do is you can try and figure out a way to keep them there. Yes. Learn so, why they want to move. Maybe there's some repair that's driving them crazy that maybe the property manager didn't get done and they just yep. don't even, they're not even aware. So, yep. It could be something so simple yeah. that is just driving them nuts. Maybe not a repair, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's at the, Maybe it's that the management company, they tried to reach the wrong way mm-hmm. and they and they didn't get through or whatever. It could be something so dumb. Yeah. And in addition to that, a lot of times the tenants, a lot of times tenants aren't great with uh, finances and they don't understand how much it's going to cost to move. Yeah, that's so true. And a lot of times if you're, if you're, property management company is good, they can go in and help them understand that not only are they moving to another place because they think it may be nicer and increasing their rent on a monthly basis, but that it's going to cost them probably a thousand to $1,500 to move. Yeah. Plus they're going to have to put the deposit down. Plus they're going to have to, so they've got all of this stuff they're going to have to do to move. And maybe there's something that you can do creative to keep them in there. And why would you want to do that? Oh my gosh, the math. I, I, the math on this, when I first started working with you, Ron, I remember when I got this, like the light bulb of like, wait a minute, <laughs> having them move out, having a vacant for, even if it's two weeks, waiting for a tenant, that's half month's rent, you know? Yep. So, plus the turn cost, plus a lease yep. up fee, you know, it, it gets expensive. You do not want tenant turns if you can avoid them. So this, yeah. is, this is actually a really good question that um, this client asked. And there are some other things you can do, but this is a, the, when you're c- contemplating anything with this, this is math. You, you have to take your emotions out of this. So emotionally, I could think to myself, I should be raising my rent. I shouldn't be negotiating crap with these people, right? But let's just take the emotion out of it for a second. Mm -hmm. And let's think through what the math tells us. Yeah. So if you have a $1,000 a month rent, okay, these people are going to move out and you're going to have a 30-day vacancy. That's a thousand bucks. You could give them $25 off a month in rent if they stay. And you are so far money ahead. It's not even, I mean, it's, Ridiculous. $400 is what that would cost you versus a thousand. Plus you have to pay the lease up fee, which is typically the half the first month's rent. So that's $500. And that's, and that's if, if you get it rented within the 30 days, because sometimes what happens is you take two weeks to get the place, the repairs done because nobody checked early enough. So we didn't know people were moving out. So now we finally line up the people. And you know, if it's a market like we just, we were just in where there's almost no workers, it could be two, three weeks before you get everything done. Then they list it. Then you finally get somebody who wants to rent it, but they can't move in until the following month. So now you've got two months worth of vacancies. In addition to two months worth of vacancies, you got the lease up fee. Plus you had the turn costs. 
that could easily eat up 3,000, 3,500 bucks, maybe more. Yeah. Right. All because you wanted to raise the rent or not. You know what I mean? So you got to think through the math on this whole thing. Okay. For sure. For sure. Um, and the same the same thing goes when you're leasing up a property and say it's been vacant for 30 days and you have no interest, lowering the rent $25 is going to yield you mm-hmm. such better return than it will be waiting 60 days to get it rented. So losing a whole other month's rent. So don't be afraid to drop rent. At the recommendation of your property manager, they know the market, they know, they know their level of interest and how many properties at this price point are on the market. They know all that stuff. And so- yep. Case yeah. in point, we had a property property. <clears throat> we had a house that wasn't renting. And I asked the manager, management company, like, should we drop the rent? And they go, it isn't a rent thing. Lowering the rent's not going to, not going to change it. We just had, we had the showings that we had, the showings were good. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, we had a rash of showings that didn't qualify oh. for this house, right? Everybody wanted it. Everybody was willing to pay the price. It wasn't a money thing. We just didn't get the right person to come through there yet. Mm. Um, and it, and it ultimately did rent. Right. But that's yeah. where the trust comes in with them. They, they do understand what's going on on the ground. So they will tell you if you're not, if they think you're unwilling to be reasonable, they may not tell you yeah. because they don't want to, they don't want to hear it from you. Right. But if you're reasonable, they'll tell you, just ask them, like, is my rent too high? Yeah. And they might say, yes, today it is because for whatever reason, there's 10 properties all around yours and they're all at the same price as yours, which means it's going to take a little bit longer to rent. If you drop the rent 25 bucks, you're going to be under everybody else and it should rent quickly. You should listen to that advice. Yes. Okay. You should ask for it and you should listen to it. Yeah. They are the expert. You're hiring them for their expertise. So take advantage (laughs) of the information that they have for sure. So what about if you have a vacancy in the winter months, Ron? We were talking about this earlier. What are some things you can do? with? Because after Thanksgiving, typically people aren't moving very often, you know? Yeah, so it depends on the market because it's the opposite of that in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. all the snowbirds come down there in the wintertime. That's when it's... But, but yes, in most of the country, as soon as the, as soon as the tree goes up, nobody's yeah. moving, yeah. right? Unless they're forced out. And then generally speaking, you don't want them. Uh, if they were forced out. So the best way to avoid having a vacancy in the winter is to not have a vacancy in the winter, which That's again deep, is a again. brilliant statement. So brilliant. <laughs> but look, if you, you rented that. your property and somehow it rents in November, you need to tell your management company you don't ever want any of your leases coming up in the winter. Yes. Which means if they rented it in November that you need to do a 14-month lease or a 15-month lease. And it is worth giving a little bit of a concession to get them to sign into the spring because then if it does turn, you're not going to sit for as long vacant. Again, it's a math it's a math equation, right? So it's worth having that conversation because property management companies get in the routine of just doing a one-year lease, right? So Property management company, the ownership and the leadership of that company probably knows what I'm saying. Yep. Trickle that all the way down to the leasing agent. Leasing agent is getting a year lease. That's what they do, right? They're just going out getting your leases all the time. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody actually tells them, hey, on this person, we want you to offer them $25 less a month if they'll sign a 15-month lease or 16-month lease, whatever pushes you into spring. Yeah. And that's just a little hack, but it'll save you a lot of money because yeah. if they do move out, that's the, that's the prime leasing season. Well, depending on where you're at, you, you don't want to, wherever your property is, you want to land in the prime leasing season. Yes. You don't want to land in the off season where not very many people are shopping. 
Yes. Most of the country, that's winter. That's right. So I, I love that trick because it's really simple. Um, I've had it work before where you can do a short-term lease if there's circumstantial short-term lease and you get more rent, yep. but definitely the longer term lease is better going that far. Yeah, and if you're vacant in the winter, make sure you tell your property management company that you are willing to take short-term leases. Yeah. Sometimes there are burnout victims and people like that in the winter that will that need a six-month lease or an eight-month lease, which would be perfect for you. And they're willing to pay premium for it because the insurance company is the one paying. Yeah. We have one property in inventory right now that we just got that uh, the tenant is paying. It's the insurance company paying and they're paying, I believe it's $500 over the rent range. I mean, it's, it's crazy, crazy high. So those can be worth it um, if you time it right. And, and you know. those people generally take pretty good care yeah. of the property because they got burnt out of their yeah. home. Usually if homeowners usually take better care of properties than your average tenant does. And so those are a pretty good bet and you're getting extra money. So if they, if they did do any damage, then, you know, you should be able to fix it and it should be not a whole lot of money out of your pocket. So always be open to those. And if you've got a, I just said this in another video, but if, if you have a, an Airbnb or something like that, and you're caught kind of, you know, flat footed for this, this whole, you know, travel ban thing, make sure you're, make sure you've got your, your thing opened up for a little bit longer term than one week or weekends or nightly or whatever. Make sure that you're advertising it in places where the professionals are looking, the nurses, the people who actually are out there still needing this stuff. And yeah property management companies that could put burnout victim, victims in, in your property, place, things like that. Okay. Yeah. It's great. Great tip. Um, another one that I thought of too is pets. I have a lot of clients that really are scared of pets in the house, which I, I don't, I don't have any pets in my house. I'm not a real, I'm a cold hearted. I, I didn't have any person. in my house. <laughs> yes. Ron affectionately talks to his dog regularly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I love animals, but I'm sick of having them in my house. Yeah. I'm just I, I think straight up great. sick of having them in my house. Yeah. I don't want to live with them. I love your dog and I will love <laughs> your cat and whatever else you have. I love animals. Just don't want them in my house anymore. Yes. So a lot of my clients, when they first buy their first property or first few properties, they want to tell their property managers, no pets whatsoever. And I actually discourage that. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. Big, big, big mistake. And the reason why is because about 50% of the population, if not more, have pets. Yep. So you have just chopped your rental pool in half if you do that. Yeah. Uh, and you, if you think about it, there's only certain people who are going to qualify for your property anyway. Mm -hmm. So you've already shrunk it down if you're having decent credit people move into your place. And then if you take pets out, you shrink it even further down. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to prolong your, you know, your vacancies. I, I promise you're just so not going to get much traffic. Yeah, there's a few things you can do to help mitigate the risk with having pets. Obviously, the most obvious is there's going to be a pet deposit right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have money often and they pay a little higher rent every month and they have a deposit for that. So you, and it's non-refundable. So when the, when the yep. tenants move out, you use that money to clean carpets or if they scratched a wall or something like that. And also in mine, I limit the size of the pets. So under, I think mine, all my management agreements, I put under 25 pounds. 
I think is kind of the threshold. So I don't have large dogs. You have a large dog, don't you? <laughs> My dog is large. Yes. 60, <laughs> 60 pound dog. Yeah. So <clears> the <throat> small little ones, right? The yappy ones, but they're small. They do yeah, the small damage. little yappy ones do a lot of, I mean, they can do just as much damage as the big ones. So I, you know, but, and they're so do annoying. You, do you Good put, do you put bigger annoying. pets in your, you're allow for larger? Yeah, I, don't really, pets. I don't really care. The only thing I care about is the, you know, the insurance pets. Um, so, you know, anyone, anyone that the insurance company doesn't allow, I don't allow, but, but usually the management companies don't allow those anyway, because it messes with their insurance. So, um, but no, I really don't care. I've found that um, little dogs do just as much damage as big dogs and cats can do more damage than dogs. And I mean, it just doesn't, it it doesn't make any difference. They're going to do damage. They're going to do damage. That's why you have the, the pet deposit. And that's why you have the, the premium on the rent uh, is, yeah. and that's why you check references. That's yeah. why you check references because the references will tell you if yeah, they, if their it's dog tore the house apart. So. And you can also request your property managers check on the property. I asked my property manager to go and sign the renewal of my tenant, but go on site. I said, I don't want the tenant to come into your office. I want you to go on site to the property, make sure there's no crazy damage or extra people living there, extra pets living there. Go to the house. Earn that, earn that renewal bonus. Yep. And they were fine with it. There was no pushback whatsoever. So a few other hacks. Um, Ron, talk about neighborly. This is pretty cool. Um, a way to reduce your tenant's security deposit they have to pay up yes, front. There's a, few, there's a few companies that do this, but there's there's companies out there that that will, that's, it's basically insurance for, it's like deposit insurance. And it's typically less expensive than a full deposit. And your your tenant can buy it and instead of putting a deposit down. So <laughs> it lowers their entry fee, but it protects you because anything they tear up is covered by the insurance policy that they bought. Yeah. Um, I mean, the security deposit's a lot for people to come up with. The security deposit in first month's rent. I, When yeah. we were renting in Hawaii, I remember, oh my gosh, because we were paying rent on our place back here in Salt Lake and we paid $1,500 deposit and $1,500 rent. Plus we were paying home back here and I was like, I we are going to be broke. And we were, when we got home, we were broke. <laughs> Huh? Expenses. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was talking about that you need to tell your tenants. Because if they're going to move across town just to move across town, yep. they need to understand what Heather just said. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Brutal. Awesome. So that, that's a really good hack. Um, and then Ron had a great story about TV incentive for uh, getting new tenants. And I love this. Yeah. So <laughs> I've only done this once, but, but be creative. I mean, uh, I used to tell my, when, we used to have a, a, a property management company back in the day when I was insane. And I'm sorry to all you property <laughs> managers out there, but that is, I can't stand that business. I'm grateful for you, but I hate the business. Anyway, we used to tell our leasing agents that nobody, nobody leaves. If they're interested in the property, they don't leave without putting a deposit down. Like what, what is it going to take? This is a, this is a sales. Like you like the place. Okay. Why are, then let's put a deposit on it yeah. because you want to take them off the market. You don't want them out there looking at other properties. You want to take their money and then they'll stop looking, right? Yeah. And so, I think, I, so in that, Ron, you would tell your property manager, right? You'd say, this is how yeah. much money I'm willing to do for yeah, some Nobody kind of leaves, creative. right? Okay. You've got to, um, nobody leaves if they like the property without, you know, like don't shoot all the bullets in one shot, but let's make sure that we, you know, yeah. use them strategically. 
And in this situation, we had, it was a new subdivision and we had quite a few in there that needed to be rented. And we told them like, look, this is the amount of money. I think it was like 50% of one month's rent or something like that. But I think the rents were, you know, 1,400, 1,500 bucks. It was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we told them, don't let anybody leave if they're interested in the unit. Just figure out what's going to make a deal today. Like, what is it that's going to get it? Yeah. And I think this one couple said jokingly, well, we want a TV then because they they didn't have for whatever reason, their TV broke or whatever. They wanted a TV in the deal. <laughs> and they called us up and were like, they, they want a TV. And I'm like, fine, we'll buy them a $700 TV, which is a pretty decent TV yeah. nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you know, back in 1990, whatever, it would have been a piece of crap. But today <laughs> you can get a pretty decent TV for 700 bucks. That's right. And then once they realized that, they actually offered that to people as an incentive. <laughs> and it worked. People, people in that area liked it. Uh, probably won't work everywhere, right? Yeah. But- but get creative and tell your, tell your management companies that you are open. Like, what's it going to take to get people in? Because, again, it's a math problem. If I can get somebody in today and I don't have 30 days worth of vacancy and I give them half a month's rent to give in, get in there, which equates to whatever, TV or you know, whatever the case may be, right? Or I lower, their, lower the deposit down by using Neighborly or some other um, you know, insurance company like that. Um, what happens is you give your your leasing agents bullets that they can shoot because they want they they get paid leasing. Just if you don't know, yeah. leasing agents get paid like salespeople on commission. Yeah. They want to lease a place. That's how they get paid. Yeah. So if you give them additional tools, they'll use them to lease your place. And then it comes back to a math problem. You know, if you lose thirty, if you lose thirty days of a fourteen hundred dollar rent, you've lost fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. But if you can move somebody in by giving up something, right, then move them in. Yeah. I had a client do Amazon gift cards for an apartment building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then then have them be creative. Like tell them to be creative with this money. You can do whatever you need to do with this money. This is what I'm willing to spend. Just tell me what it is. I'm I'm open to suggestions. Or is there an idea that you have that I haven't thought of? Yeah. And then be open to what they say. Be yeah. flexible a little bit. Because they know their tenant pool. They know the people that are typically going to rent the properties and what they might want. So again, yep. your property manager is the expert. So, And then I have asking questions of your property manager when it's vacant. You can ask things like, hey, is a sign in the yard? Where have you listed the property? Is it listed on Facebook Marketplace? Do you have it on, like in one of our markets, it's a 55 plus community. And so it's, do you have it in the newspaper? Are, are you advertising in assisted living places or, you know, things like that? Know your, know your tenants and advertise in the right places. And then showing the units versus using the lockbox code and what works best for that tenant, that market and that tenant pool that you're working with. Right. And, and it's also okay to have a weekly call or a weekly email that reports what, what, what happened? Like, you know, how many hits did we get on the, on online? How did that translate into showings? And then how many of the showings turned into apps? And did we have any approved apps? Yeah. A lot of them will even tell you um, comments that they made too. Yeah. But all that stuff is important for you to know Mm -hmm. because then you can direct them. Like if everybody that came in said that, I don't know, I I mean, I don't, I don't don't really know, but if everybody had the same comment and and said, it's dirty, 
I've had that just recently. Yeah. yeah. The, dirty. Then you go, well, what the hell are you very nicely? You say, what the hell are you doing? Clean the freaking house. Yeah. <clears throat> and and then you can say, I mean, you build me to clean it. Let's make sure it's clean. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's, it's I got, okay that's to <laughs> ask those questions. That's right. Um, and that's a, great I, and point, Heather. a great property manager is going to be all over it, right? They're going to have all the answers. So you'll, you'll have red flags if they, if they don't know, or if there's no sign in the yard and they tell you it's not important. Don't ask them every day. Yes. I mean, don't be an annoying yes. jerk, but yes. it's, it's perfectly, it's perfectly acceptable every week to go, here's what happened this week. Because from the, from the data, you can extrapolate what's happening. If you're mm-hmm. getting no showings, that's a problem. If you get yeah. a lot of clicks, no showings, then you probably are overpriced. Yes. Or your pictures suck or something is happening, right? You can, if you know what the numbers are, then you can, uh, you can isolate where the problem is. If you're getting clicks to the, to, the, to the ads and to the site and then nothing is happening, then something's wrong with the ad or something's wrong with the price or something's right. wrong with the offering. Yeah, great If point. you're getting them into the house and you're getting no apps, then there's something wrong with the house or the house with the pricing or the offering or something's wrong at the house. Something's wrong there, right? Yeah. Either it's a, if, if it's a lockbox thing, maybe it's that there's nobody there to close them. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. uh, we've, had, we've had that happen too, right? And if you're getting apps and nobody's getting qualified, are we advertising in the right place? Because exactly. if we can't get anybody approved, we got the wrong bodies coming yes. through our funnel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? No, so all of that data tells you things and you should pay attention to the data. Yeah. I agree. One more thing I was going to mention is don't deviate from your principles. I had a property go vacant in uh, th- just after Thanksgiving, that like no no man land <laughs> time. And I had I, I declined two tenants, but it was because they had so many pets. I had just put in new carpeting using the security deposit from the previous tenant because they had a dog. And they I put in all new carpet in this small little house and I had tenants. I had two tenants. One had four pets and the other one had oh. three cats. And I oh. was like, I'm, I'm out. So even if it means vacancy and you know that it could, I mean, the carpet replacement is pretty expensive. It was worth it to me to wait two more weeks. And I got a great tenant in the first part of January. I sat vacant in December, but I was happy I didn't allow so many pets, right? So know your, what you're willing to accept and don't deviate from it out of de- being desperate. Yes, so. I think that's, fan- that's great advice. Um, and hopefully this was... Hopefully this is what you asked for. So if it wasn't, then write us back. That's true. Hopefully, hopefully we didn't totally miss you it. <laughs> hopefully that's what you wanted. But man, if, if, if you, if you, and sometimes guys, like, you know, we've had several times when over, over the last like 15 years where we've got a, there's five identical properties in a subdivision, kind of all spread around. They're exactly the same. Four of them lease, no problem. Yeah. The fifth one just sits there. And there's like, no one can figure out what the hell is wrong with this house. Nothing like same price, same everything, same everything, literally everything, not on a busy street. There's no negatives to it. It's just sitting Mm -hmm. there. And sometimes you just have to, you just have to grease the wheel a little bit to make it work. And you can't get anxiety over the fact that why, why does my house end up being the, you know, the redheaded stepchild over there, right? Why is that? Well, it doesn't really make any difference. It just happened to be that way. Next time yeah. around, it probably won't be yours. It'll probably be somebody else's. Sometimes that happens and there's nothing you can do about it other than just grease the wheel a little bit and get the thing filled. Yeah, um, it's true. It's true. 
I don't and know I, why. I wish I knew why. Yeah, I know. We'd, we'd be a lot uh, more lucrative, I guess, if we knew. But uh, I think the, the last point I'll mention too is showing gratitude. Like, don't be a jerk. I know we talk about this all the time, but be kind to your property manager. You know, that this this last time when my, that one I mentioned actually, that was rented in January, I sent him a box of cookies. They raised my rent a hundred bucks a month. And I mean, I, I made out like a bandit on that deal and I sent them a box of cookies and said, thank you so much for all of your work. And I got emails and text messages thanking me from several members of their staff, right? They don't get thank yous often enough. So say thank you when it gets leased. It's a true statement. It is the, <laughs> other than maybe the an IRS agent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of people who get abused more. I would think maybe an IRS agent yeah. um, would get abused more than property management company. So yeah, yeah be, be, be nice. Be nice as much as you can. You can. You can be direct and you can be assertive. Just don't be a jerk. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think that was thorough, man. Hey, so if you you like the episode, then it takes literally no effort. Just click the little like button. That's fantastic. If you really like it or have liked some of the other ones, then, you know, it takes a little more effort. But write us a review. We would love that. Send in your questions. As you can very clearly see, we do read them. You can find us at getrealestatesuccess.com. Share us with all of your friends and even your enemies. We don't care. Share it with everybody. And Share it with your property manager. There you go. Share it with your property manager. They'll be like, oh, why are these guys telling me how to do my job? <laughs> but share it with your property manager anyway. Um, and maybe it'll, maybe it'll help them have some ideas. And you know what? Maybe they will email you back other ideas that you can send to us, which would even yeah. be better. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe your property true. manager knows so much more than we do about how to eliminate vacancies that they can educate us. And that would be fantastic. We'll do a whole yeah. other show on it. As a matter of fact, if, if your property manager happens to be listening to this right now and you have brilliant ideas that you want to submit to us, we will not only do another show on this or, or a segment of a show, but we will pimp out your company That's right. Uh, on Shout the out. show and tell everybody how awesome you are because you came up with things that we didn't come up with. So Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, one thing we mentioned, Ron, on the last uh, episode, I just remembered is when the tenant can't pay rent as a way to prevent vacancy, that they help them qualify for unemployment or things like that so they can stay Mm -hmm. in the house. We didn't mention that. So Especially right now, right? Yeah, that's Um, right. Especially right now. Because as of this recording, we are still in the uh, corona crisis. Yes. Uh, So... All right, people, appreciate you. We will see you on the next show. See you in a week. All right, thanks. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.